Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Laura Lodge. Today, we're talking about the entire colony that went missing in uh, North Carolina. Yep, where yep. I just was last week. Yeah. That's why I wasn't here. Sorry, guys. Hi, he, I'm back. He was also missing in North Carolina. I, um, I disappeared for a long while uh, in Raleigh, yeah. which is the name of one of the individuals we're going to be talking about this evening. But coincidentally, well, I think it's the person that they named the city after, even though yeah. he wasn't around was when Walter that city Raleigh. was founded. Yeah, it was named after him. The land was chartered to him. Yeah. Um, also, can I make a request? Absolutely. Can you swap these? Yeah. Can you, can you put the Streamlabs one up there? Because mm-hmm. the lag is... Yeah, quite easily. Hang on. We've been having some issues with my ability to focus today, and it's not helping. That yeah. There's a lag. Yeah, we're we're very concerned that he needs to be on Adderall, even though <laughs> uh, you know we'll my, see if he's allowed to be. Uh, my my psychiatrist is ghosting me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you well, think that's... I'm kidding? Uh, no, that that's... sounds like a joke. I understand that. Yeah, that's um, not a great thing to have happen <laughs> no. at all. So there's Archie floating in the air. Oh, of course there is. So, also, something that we want to say as we're starting off the stream, um, now that it's nice and warm here in Pennsylvania, yes. we're going to get to work on recording the videos for all of the donation goals from the past two months. Yes. So, we will be getting those to you um, very soon. This weekend, I think we're doing the Wendigo cocktails. Ideally, yeah. Yes. We're going to go in order of... Not conspiracy. God, why is every... What is the uh, C word that means in order of events that occurred? Chronology. That's it. I've been spending too long in uh, wow. this this area. I, for some reason, I knew it was. I knew it began with a C, and it was something like all like E. It's okay. Last time, my little sister used the word apprehension and meant comprehension, and then we had an entire argument where we realized that she was actually right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Apparently, the word apprehension can also mean what comprehension means. Really? Um, yeah. I, I was not have I was not pleased to learn this, but yeah, speaking of donation goals, uh, we did find the ones that we had initially written out for February um, and then lost. So we're <laughs> gonna do them for March, uh, and those are at two hundred and fifty dollars. Incorrectly pronouncing uh, as many words as we possibly can in a stream, um, which sounds horrible for you and I. Wait, um, uh, I think I think what we should do is try and like incorrectly pronounce words, yeah, in the funniest way possible. Define funny. I don't know. Or maybe like we'll figure out something. We'll okay. but incorrectly incorrect pronunciations is the theme. Got it. Uh, Five hundred is we will record that conspiracy theory song that I uh, I reworded. Um, Good riddance by Green Day. Right. Um, at seven hundred and fifty, I'm gonna make Aiden record covers of uh, Yaskier's songs from The Witcher with me. Um, and for a thousand dollars, I will go back to the frosted tips, but they will be blue. Why do you keep doing the hair thing, man? Because. <laughs> It's actually, I don't know, I was, I was lazy about dying it back last time. Anyway, right, fair enough. let's get into the actual show part of the show, shall we? Why not? So, today, obviously, as, the, as the, uh, the title of the stream suggests, we will be talking about the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Indeed we will. Um, we're kind of doing that also because we have two videos coming out about Roanoke in the next couple weeks, as well yes. as uh, it was requested by um, 
one of our patrons. I had it written down and I totally lost it. Um, but it's fine. Naughty, naughty. Anyway, uh, it was it was his last name was Stuart. His last there name was go. Stuart. As long as you got uh, one of the names. That's yes, exactly. The first name started with a C. It was like uh, it was a C Stuart. Wasn't conspiracy, was it? No. Um, but he requested it on Patreon, and so of course, as as we do, we uh, we pay attention to those. And if you have topics you'd like to request, feel free to subscribe to the Patreon at any tier, and we will answer your messages. We shall. Um, so, without further ado, uh, what did we discover tonight that uh, about Roanoke? Um, a lot of weird things happened, mm-hmm. and a lot of options of what could have happened mm-hmm. are present. Uh, most specifically. Uh, don't piss off the natives. Yeah, do not piss off the Native Americans. It seems like that might be what the Vikings did at Lanzo Meadows also. Um, uh, so this seems to be a bit of an issue that Europeans have with uh, settling other places. Is yeah. We're we're very trigger-happy, uh, genetically, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it seems to be. There's a, there's a savagery in the heart of the white man. Uh, you know, not equaled by, by any other. Yeah, we're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> We have pretty eyes, though. Yeah, we do. Have pretty yeah. eyes. Love the love the blue eyes. Uh, <laughs> is that racist? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. Considering we just said that we suck, yeah. I think. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Any, know, anyway, redeeming, anyway, redeeming qualities. We're looking for any form of redemption here, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, what I found most interesting was as we we're doing the research, I remembered the whole story of the actual lost colony. Mm. I knew that there was initially a colony there beforehand, but that it didn't work out. I didn't know exactly how much of a Game of Thrones style intrigue happened with all of this. Yeah. Like, we, we're, we were going to do uh, one video on Roanoke and just briefly address. The original colony, and then as I'm doing the research, I'm like, oh my god, there's so much more here that I didn't realize. Oh yeah, um, a lot of names that I have trouble pronouncing because they're all uh, in Native American languages. Uh, the the English names are really easy because just almost everyone's named John. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like John White and um, John Smith and uh, John Wayne. Maybe not John Wayne. John Sins. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> So, uh, but this, so what essentially happened with Roanoke is that Sir Walter Raleigh was given the rights to settle the land. He was given a charter to settle it by Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Queen Elizabeth was the virgin queen, and so they were going to call it Virginia, um, because, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, because, like, if you were to be like, I'm going to name a whole colony after you, Mm -hmm. someone's like, oh, that's so nice, and you were like, yeah, I'm calling it Virgin. Like, that would be an insult. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess back then... (laughs) But uh, did Maryland already exist? Uh, No, nothing existed yet. Okay. This was the first English colony in the New World. Whoever decided to change it, uh, or at least... uh, I bet that person, whoever was like, I'm going to name this land after you and call it Maryland for... Mm. Oh, no, wait, it was Queen Elizabeth, wasn't it? Well, Maryland, I think, was named after somebody entirely different. Yeah. (laughs) Queen... It might have been. Uh, Why was I thinking I think it was it w- Queen Mary for a second? No, I think it was the Virgin Mary. Is Maryland because uh, it was yep. founded as a Catholic colony? That'll do it. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I heard Virgin. I thought Mary. Yep. Yeah. There it um, is. Sometimes my brain works. Sometimes, rarely, but occasionally. So there was this whole uh, th- this whole episode wherein uh, Raleigh sent uh, seven ships under the command of. Um, I think it was he himself went uh was it but John the, White or Raleigh? no it was what i was okay i was thinking the colony itself the, yeah so raleigh's ships uh raleigh's colony the governor of the colony was going to be a man by the name of ralph lane this is going to be a military colony mm. not a um 
you know, uh, not not a women and children like permanent colony. This was essentially a, a military operation to give them an edge in the Anglo-Spanish War, which was raging from 1585 to 1604. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the primary reason that the second colony at Roanoke failed to get off the ground is because they were supposed to be getting resupplied from England, but Queen Elizabeth put a ban on any ships leaving England because if the Spanish decided to launch an invasion, they needed all the ships they could possibly get. Mm. Uh, You gotta remember this is the 1500s. England was not yet the foremost naval power in the world. No. In fact, it was this war with Spain that changed British military doctrine to become so navy-focused. They wanted to make sure that they could never, ever be challenged at sea again, and it worked. And, well, and they didn't really reach their height into the Napoleonic Wars, didn't they? No, that was, yeah, the Napoleonic Wars is really when England was by far the most powerful nation in the world. Yeah. Um, but their their military doctrine was essentially, uh, the exact quote is, the British Army should be a projectile to be fired by the British Navy. Mm. Um, so essentially, win, win with your Navy, use the, use the Army as, like, you know, stability. Yeah. So... And, you know, that's why the British Marines have such a long and proud tradition at this point. Yes. Um, So, they were establishing a military colony. They were going in, uh, and the the explorers had come in the year before, in 1584, and actually met with the Native American tribes and established communications and made sure that everything was going to go off without a hitch. They had it planned. And then in 1585, kind of like everything that could go wrong did. Know? like they left with seven ships but the flagship was the one carrying most of the supplies and it got separated from the other six they had a plan for that they were going to meet up in puerto rico yeah but only one of the other ships actually made it to the rendezvous um one of them ended up dropping a bunch of its uh colonists at a british colony in the caribbean and then going north to newfoundland to you know do privateering stuff and then the uh the other ships i think it was, uh, one of them sank one of them sank in a storm um so the tiger the the flagship landed at puerto rico they were actually able to put together another ship um they built an entire ship in a few weeks this was may of 18 or 1585 (laughs) he just built a ship okay but this wasn't this wasn't a galleus like the tiger this wasn't a big like ship this is more of like a supply ship that was supposed to sail next to them got it uh even still i mean building a a full size i mean granted ships the term ship refers to at least at that period. Right I don't know about that if that period necessarily, but it, it, I'm big into boats. Uh, <laughs> and trains. Yeah, and trains. Any form of really large any transportation. Of transportation. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I like big things, I guess. I don't know why. Um, Can't keep... Yeah, I was just, I'm not going to go into yep, that. Yep, uh, you said it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, most ships are d- distinguished specifically because they have three masts and they are fore and aft rigged. Uh, obviously, nowadays it's very different because modern ships are of a different style. Uh, but anything that was not fore and aft rigged with three masts was not technically considered a ship. It was something smaller, whether it was a bark, barkentine, brigantine, brig, sloop, carrick, carrick, uh, gunboat, like all these different types of things. Galley. So, yeah, galley or galleon. Uh, Galleons were definitely ships. Those were definitely. Yeah. Ah! Yes. Yeah. yeah. Three three masts. Yeah, three masts. Yeah. yeah, four and a half. Yeah. They were big. So they were big boys. They were indeed big boys. They're very oddly shaped big boys, but yeah. big boys indeed. Well, any any ships from the late medieval, early modern period are like, they were like, what if we put castles on boats? Pretty much. It's like like so, some some naval designer guy was like, all right, you're right for, <laughs> yo, <laughs> big. 
Yeah, no. Well, my favorite, We're just going to make a, a tub and put towers on it. My favorite thing about uh, naval history, specifically in relation to England, is that their ships were often known for not being the fastest, not being the best built, and often being, like, really poor quality. But it was the definitive just abilities of the people sailing them. The seamanship and the general militaristic logic or logistics and strategy that they had, that's how they won their battles. The Spanish and French ships that they fought were often way better, you know, at least equipped, a lot better designed, and a lot better well kept, uh, just because of the nature of the way they were designed in general. But the military tactics and strategies of the English Navy is what made them the most just demonstratively successful at the time. I know. Yeah, they had a ton of them, too. Although, if I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, Trafalgar, they were massively outnumbered. They probably were. But they beat the Spanish anyway. Yeah. Um, sank the entire Spanish armada. Yeah, they could, they could often fire broadsides once or either twice or three times as fast yeah. as their opponents, which is insane. Yeah. It's... Uh, well, that's part of what it was, too, is the standardization of the British military. That's, yeah. what, that's what really won them wars, was yeah. that they were just consistent in a way that their enemies weren't they would if you lost your best troops as france you, you were done yep. the brits everyone was the same so yep. and the organization on each ship was extremely yeah. tight like every man had his job they beat to quarters every day which means that every man would go to his specific station that he would uh you know be involved with if they were entering in a battle and they did that every single day, so that way there was no confusion, confusion whatsoever when they came across an enemy, whether it was just a single ship on a patrol or an entire ship of the line fleet, like an admiral's fleet. Everybody on each ship knew exactly what they needed to do at a moment's notice, and I think that's fantastic. And you would think that under those circumstances they would have made better choices in this specific expedition. Yes. But, again, this is before the British Navy was yes. the British Navy. It was a bit so, early for that. Yeah. So... 1585, they arrive in Puerto Rico uh, in, in May of 1585. Uh, the Elizabeth arrives two weeks after the Tiger. They're able to meet up with uh, four of the other ships um, up in the Outer Banks, and then they kind of explored a little bit. They were going around trying to figure out exactly where are we going to... Uh, oh, Chandler, that was his first name. That's him. That's the ah, pa- that's that's go. who I was Got dedicating the video Chandler, we're to. doing this for you. Yes, so... Also, Becky, you're correct. I do just like going places. Yes. Anyway. Um, so... I uh, scouted around, met with some of the Sokotan, uh, Sekotan? Sekotan. Uh, leadership in the area. That was the, the tribal, um, you know, kind of like the Algonquin or a, a language group. The mm-hmm. Sekotan were more of a, a, a linguistic and cultural group than they were a specific uh, tribe or confederation. Yeah. Um, and they were uh, under the direction of a guy who at the time was named uh, Weninge, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up changing his name. Uh, to uh, Pemisipan, which means one who watches. Uh, and that happened at a pretty significant point in this story, so I'll, I'll explain when that was. But uh, So they they meet with them. Um, one of the tribes, there's a bit of a bad moment where they end up uh, <laughs> encountering um, a, a missing silver cup. They, they lost a silver cup, and blamed it on the Native Americans. They said it was theft. The Native Americans denied it. Uh, and they decided proportional response to thievery is uh, massacring the people involved. Naturally. So they did that. That obviously put them, like, started them off on a bad foot. But they managed to recover somewhat 
uh, and make an agreement with the Secatan that they would have kind of a joint settlement on Roanoke. Mm -hmm. And the Secatan were going to help them out, and that was very important because initially the Tiger had been carrying all of their all of their supplies. It hit a shoal and was severely damaged, and they lost most of the supplies on the ship. Oh, so they became entirely reliant on their ability to produce food and just the goodwill of the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. So when they kind of set up the colony in August mm -hmm. on Roanoke, they were already in a precarious position. Like, they probably should have gone home. Yeah. They chose not to. I. Uh, and result, the last of the ships leaves on September 8th, leaving behind 107 men under the command of Ralph Lane. And almost immediately, this all goes south. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about September 8th to uh, June. June of 1586. Uh, so a period of about, what, what's that, nine months? Roughly. <laughs> Within nine months, they were unable to maintain the colony and they had to go home. Uh, the reasoning is what's fascinating here. Because mm. this is why I said it's like a Game of Thrones level of intrigue. We have uh, Ralph Lane, who obviously, you know, has a bit of a hot temper. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, sec the Secatan people, and you've got uh, Misipan, mm -hmm. who uh, changed his name around uh, around that, uh, that winter period mm -hmm. um, to one who watches. And then you've got uh, another guy by the name of, I have it written down here, I want to make sure I get it right, uh, Menatonin, who mm -hmm. is the chief of the uh, Chowanoke people, and he has a son by the name of Skiko. So these are all very important people. There's also a guy whose name was, I feel like it was uh, Edendor, something like that. And again, these are all anglicized versions of their names, mm -hmm. um, who uh, you basically had this these two camps involved. You had the pro-English and the anti-English camp. Um, the anti-English camp being larger, but the, the pro-English camp being powerful enough to maintain peace between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, another important thing, they had brought back two people by the names of Manteo and... Uh, it started with a W. I should have had it written down. Um, that were other Native Americans that had come back with uh, mm -hmm. the first expedition in 1584 yeah. and spent time in England, uh, you know, very similar to, like, the uh, Squanto, I think it was. Okay. Um, and one of them, uh, the one whose name started with W, and I can't remember it now, uh, <laughs> he was very anti-English. He hated everything he saw when he was in England. Mm -hmm. The other one, Manteo, was uh, a member of the Croatoan people, mm -hmm. and he loved everything he saw from the English. So... He was basically, like, very pro-English. The Croatoan tribe was very friendly. Um, meanwhile, the other guy was essentially, from the get-go, no, we don't want these people here. Yeah. We're getting rid of them. He was going around to the tribal councils and, you know, talking bad about the English, trying to do everything they could to, to get that settled. Yeah. So, uh, within a couple of months, um, they're already seeing hostilities begin to emerge. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of distrust. But because the English have more guns, mm -hmm. and according to the Native Americans of the time, supernatural abilities to, uh, you know, cause sickness and death, which was actually just nobody understanding germ theory, yeah. uh, and the English basically carrying all these things that we didn't uh, understand they were carrying mm -hmm. at the time. Um, so wasn't intentional. No. Wasn't like the whole smallpox blankets thing, which, by the way, also a myth, but... Um, yeah. 
Another, we'll, story for another time. We'll get there. Um, the, the smallpox blankets were attempted. They did not succeed um, because smallpox does not live outside of a human host long enough to actually Sounds do like that. Sounds like a good history hut video to True. me. True. Um, but yeah, that and that's also much later. That's the 1700s when they were beginning to understand how germs worked. Yep. Still didn't know that for another hundred years. It, it is fascinating how long it took us to get away from like sickness is caused by some supernatural thing we don't understand to oh, there's microbes. Yeah, um, well, I mean, to be fair, microscopes were invented when? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, late 1585, um, the English under Lane, find out that A, this is not a sustainable place to have a colony. Mm -hmm. B, there is a waterway to the north that leads to other lands. And lands that are full of copper and gold and all sorts of things. Yes. And they decide, alright, well we're going to go resettle north on the Chesapeake, mm -hmm. but we're not going to do that until supplies come in. So they, were gonna, they knew supplies were coming by Easter, so they decided we're, we're going to Hang tight till then, and then we'll go up, and then we'll settle on the Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. But they needed to know what was on the Chesapeake first. So Lane and about 40 men uh, took a little expedition north. They believed, because they've been talking to Pemissipan, that they were going to actually have help with this, that the natives of the area would be um, giving them aid and important information. I also left something out here. I can't believe I did that. Um <laughs> So, uh, prior, prior to this, actually, um, got to mention it, uh, the English had planned a trip inland because they actually wanted to set up a colony further inland. That mm -hmm. was the plan. Uh, Roanoke was kind of a staging ground at this point. Yep. They knew it wasn't sustainable. They needed to go further inland. They needed to get to the mainland. And so that's what they planned to do. They went to Pemissipan, and they were like, hey, we're going to do this. Um, what should we be prepared for on the other side? And Pemissipan was like, oh, those tribes, are they're going to be ready to attack you. <laughs> they're going to... Like you're gonna get ambushed, and you better you better be well armed. You better bring a lot of men. Yep. And uh, so Lane was like, "Okay, cool, thanks, good good information." Uh, Mispon then went to uh, Menatonin and the uh, Chowanok people and the other tribes in the area, and told them that the English were coming, mm -hmm. and that they were going to be very well armed, and you better be ready for a fight. Mm -hmm. Like he was basically trying to set it up so you'd have two armed parties preparing to, like essentially expecting the other to attack them. Yeah. Uh, and the English, believing that they were going to be attacked, uh, and that they just caught the the mainland tribes off guard, mm -hmm. they attacked first, and they were mm -hmm. able to actually very quickly capture Manitonin and his son, and like you know, cut the head off the snake immediately. Yep. No conflict, uh, no real battle. And what they discovered uh, while talking, which I guess Pemissipan did not anticipate that you know these people might actually talk to one another. Um, what they discovered was that Menatonin had been lied to and Lane had been lied to mm -hmm. and Pemissipan was actually the mastermind behind all of this but mm -hmm. again they still needed Pemissipan's people they needed the Secatan people to help them survive until supplies arrived so there couldn't be any open hostilities so there's all this like court intrigue going on essentially yeah. and they end up uh, they take Menatonin's son Skiko as a hostage uh, to ensure Menatonin's loyalty, mm -hmm. and uh, the the Secatan people kind of get off scot-free at this point. Yeah. Um, so Skiko is the one who tells them about the lands to the north and the waterway and all the precious metals, and he spends time with Lane, he's held as hostage, and he's treated very well, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they're 
they're doing the right thing. Like, you know, he's, and he becomes very pro-English. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, his father had been very pro-English. Mm. So after the whole conversation happened, because they, they you know, you got to remember, the Native Americans were not all one, this is not one monolithic group. They fought each other all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, a, just like in Europe, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, so they fought each other. They traded with each other. They had on and off wars, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and they go north. Um under Lane uh, to discover these lands that Skiko was talking about. Uh, Pemisopon sends uh, word ahead mm-hmm. and essentially says to everybody, the English are coming and they're hostile. Mm. Like, if you see them, either attack them or retreat and take your food with you. And that's what people do. They ran into either ambushes from Native American warriors or whenever they would reach a, a settlement, they would find it completely abandoned and all of the food gone. Yep. Um, so by the time they got back around March... They were exhausted. They were starving. It was just a mess. But everyone had thought they were dead. So Pemisopon's plan had been, they were just going to get a war party together and go end it for good. Yeah. You know, they were, they were going to, before British reinforcements co- could show up, they were going to just stop, put a stop to all of this. Mm. Uh, when Lane arrived back in March, when he arrived back at Roanoke, they were like, oh, this is a problem. Um because that basically, like, everyone had thought he was dead. Yeah. Including his own people. So their morale was shattered. But when he got back, they were like, wait, we have our leader. He's back. It's okay. Um, and Lane could see the writing on the wall. He knew that uh, Pemisopon was, that, that things were not going to remain civil much longer. Yeah. So, he, understanding this, uh, has his advisors, one of which is Skiko. And Skiko, uh is also privy to the Native American information. Yeah. And he pulls what Pemisopon pulled and goes and, you know, tells the English that Pemisopon is planning a war council for June 10th of uh, 1586. So he's going to gather together all the Native American tribes and whip them up into a war frenzy to go and put an end to the English uh, colony. Um, Lane knew about this. Um, He also knew that their supplies had not arrived yet, mm. but they they were supposed to be coming. Everyone knew that there were supposed to be reinforcements and supplies coming. Yeah. So he tells uh, Pemisopon that, in, he tells him this in uh, April, that they're, the ships are almost there. Mm. In order to force Pemisopon's hand, he has to do something about it. Yep. So he calls together the war council, He kinda, and, and in the meantime, he makes the decision that he's going to withdraw completely from Roanoke. Okay. So... They're basically going to leave the English to starve mm-hmm. and hope that the ships don't come, and uh, before they can get their army together. Yeah. Uh, so on May thirty first, Lane knows this. He knows this is what they're planning because Skiko told him. Mm-hmm. He knows this is what's going to happen. So he gathers together his men, and on the night of May thirty first, they slaughter every Native American warrior in the village. Um, yeah, they were like we're to make sure that nobody could get back to the island, to get back to the mainland and tell them what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, they uh, they head over, and in the morning of June 1st, they go over with the pretense that they're going to be talking to uh, Pemisopon and his council about um, releasing Skiko. Mm-hmm. And once they got everybody in a room, they just murdered them all. Uh, the the English. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it, the total, like I said, Game of Thrones is a red wedding. Like it's yeah. total, like j- there's so much deception here and conniving on both sides. Like this is this is not. Neither of these sides are playing fair. 
Yeah. They are both tricking each other. They are both committing war crimes. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it's bloody and it's intense, but it's also such a fascinating story because of that. Yeah. Uh, and so Pemissimon actually does escape the initial massacre, mm. runs off into the woods, but the English are able to track him down. Mm. Um, obviously, they have guns. They shoot him. Yeah. He ends up dying, uh, and they impale his head on a pike and stick it outside of their... Um, their fortifications at Roanoke because they didn't really have it wasn't like a village like if you've ever been to Jamestown it's not like that Mm -hmm. um it was a a, like actual like dug-in fort Mm -hmm. not it wasn't meant to be a town it was meant to be a fortification um and then they had everything else spread out around it whereas with Jamestown you have more of like a palisade you don't Mm -hmm. have like as much of a raised platform yeah um so they managed to win this this tactical victory, but they're still strategically not capable of handling any of this. Mm-hmm. So Francis Drake's navy happens to be sailing up the coast, heading back towards England after a successful campaign in the Caribbean. <coughs> Pardon me. They flag him down. They tell him, "All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna need a ride out of here unless you can give us a hell of a lot of supplies." And he said, "We don't have the supplies to give you, but we can give you a ride home." Mm-hmm. They head back. Uh, now, a member of this initial colony, this initial mission, um, one of the few civilians involved was John White. Mm. John White is the one you probably all know from the story of Roanoke, because he is the governor of that second Roanoke colony. Mm-hmm. So, they abandoned the colony, they left behind three men who were never heard from again, um, yeah. because they basically weren't present when the ships were leaving. Because this was not like a planned thing, this was like, Drake's here, let's go. Like, yeah. Um, so nothing was ever, we, we don't know what happened to those three men, but yeah. probably nothing good. Nothing happened. So that's the first colony. That's not the lost colony, mm. but it certainly gives you a lot of context for how the next year when the English came back, why things went so poorly immediately. Yeah. A lot of people, when they tell the story, they leave out that first part. Mm-hmm. Or they, they diminish it so it's not, like, you know, as, as big a part of the story. So, when John White's colony gets back the next year, that's men, women, and children. That is a civil colony. Mm-hmm. That is a permanent colony. And the Native Americans knew that. Um, the the Secatan people knew that. They were still hostile. Uh, the Crow were still hostile. Um, Skiko's people were not, but, um, you know. Uh, the Croatoans were still friendly. Mm. So John White gets back, and again, the plan here was they were going to send a colony further inland mm-hmm. to set up. And this is where the story just goes bonkers, because we don't know what happened to them. Yeah. Um, someone in chat said that they melded into the native population, but that's we have no evidence that that's true, other than hearing that there were some people wearing European-style clothes who could read. Yep. supposedly and, and this is never confirmed and some people with like gray eyes and yeah. blonde hair in one of the tribes but albinism is much more prevalent among native americans than it is uh europeans yeah so it could have been an albinism issue because this if you got one or two um like that doesn't necessarily mean that they in fact melded in i mm. uh, instead it's possible that a number of things happened um, the most obvious options are that they were all massacred, um, because again, what happened here is they, they got there, uh, they were having a lot of trouble setting up the colony. It's kind of the same issues that the first 
mission had. Yeah. Um, so John White reluctantly, he's basically ordered by his people to go back mm-hmm. um, to England and get more supplies. He does, but at that point, uh, Queen Elizabeth makes a decree that no ships are to leave England until the threat of Spanish invasion has passed. Mm. So John White ends up stuck with his, um, you know, his family in North Carolina. Yeah. But he ends up stuck in Britain. He can't leave for three years. During that three years, the colony at Roanoke vanishes. Now, some say that they were massacred by the Native American population. Entirely possible, except there's no bones. We don't except know Except for anything. the one... Except for one guy. Yeah, we, they one, found the bones one of one man. Yeah. Um, there were... The, the village was intact. Mm-hmm. It, it had been looted, but it hadn't been burned. It hadn't been, uh, you know, torn down. It was still there, but clearly nobody had lived there for a while. Um, so the massacre option, they would have had to basically take everybody out yep. of the settlement first. Um, otherwise, you, you were bound to have some evidence. But there's no real evidence of a, of a struggle, of a fight at the colony on the island of Roanoke. And by the way, we don't actually know where um, the exact colony was supposed to be. We found evidence of it. We found buildings. Mm-hmm. But uh, today, it seems that it might have been so close to the, the original coast that it might be underwater. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't totally understand the layout. It's hard to find evidence. So we know the colony was there. But we have not found evidence of a mass grave. We haven't found evidence of burials outside of, like, people who just died and were buried. Yep. There's no evidence of a fight. So what else could have happened? Well, uh, maybe there was a threat of violence. Mm. In which case, maybe they left. Or maybe they were starving and they couldn't get help. And Croatoan Island is about 50 miles south of Roanoke. And the Croatoan people were friendly to the English. So it's possible they went there. Um, but, again, we don't have clothing we don't have like weapons we don't have anything to imply that the european population was there other than the fact that people reported reportedly and this is all secondhand knowledge you know it's i john white heard from somebody that this happened john smith heard from somebody that this happened yeah um and for just a, a stroke of like a series of just horribly unlucky Occurrences. John White was never actually able to look for his family. Every yeah. single time he tried, he was thwarted. Which is a shame. It's it's terrible. Yeah. But, uh, so, the only evidence, again, is that they wrote the word Croatoan. Um, but there was more to this. There was a secret code embedded within that word, which was they were to put a cross if they were forced to flee. Yeah. By, like, violently. So the cross would have meant... You know, we're going here. So the question is, was the word Croatoan, is, is, did they choose that word because the T looks like a cross? Or did they choose that word because they were telling him they went to Croatoan? Yeah. We don't know. Croatoan's also 50 miles south. Yeah, and it's, it's not on the mainland at yeah, all. Yeah, across it's, open water. So yeah. you, you would have to basically hop down the outer banks to get there. Yep. Other possibilities. Uh, there is a map made by John, I believe it was John White. Um, yes, who, yeah, it was. Yeah, he made the map, and because he was an artist, and a, that was what he did, uh, where on the mainland, about 50 miles from where they are, and we know from the writings that we have that they planned on settling about 50 miles from the island, inland. Yeah. So, there is a spot 
50 miles west um, of, oh, of, of, of Roanoke. water. Yeah. I think it's a river. Yeah. An estuary or something. Yeah. Um, where there is a spot on the map that was patched. And under the patch, if you hold the map to, you know, a light, you can see that there is a uh, four-pointed star, which is that period's, essentially, designation for fort. Now, this was covered up. It was patched. Why? Was that because they didn't want the map falling into the wrong hands and, you know, becoming... Yeah, the, the people ammunition for the Spanish because they, yeah. they didn't want the Spanish to know the colony was there. The Spanish actually never found the colony at Roanoke, um, even though they knew there were colonists. They didn't know where they went. Yeah. Um, so there's no evidence that the Spanish intervened in this either. So maybe he put that on the map to say we're settling here, and maybe those people went back and settled inland. Yeah. But we haven't found the fort. <laughs> we have not. So that's also a dead end. Um, however, he did draw in invisible ink on top of the patch, another fort. Yeah. So, I guess there was definitely a plan to put the fort there, you yeah. know? Like, maybe it wasn't executed, but like, it, they really wanted it there, the, but they really didn't want people to know that it was going to be there. Exactly. At the very least, they were planning on putting a fort there. Yeah. Um, so, why didn't we find it? Well, maybe they tried and weren't successful, but... We don't really know. There's there's no way to determine the correct answer there. So we also have uh, a single stone that... Uh, we have a, a bunch of stones that we know are fake, and then a single stone that it's up for debate whether or not it's fake. And uh, these were supposedly, um, you know, written by Eleanor Dare, who is the mother of the very famous Virginia Dare, the first uh, North American-born English person. Hmm. Um, and this Roanoke is actually part of Dare County. Okay. Uh, North Carolina, as because of the dares. Yeah. Um, so, what happened? Because <laughs> we have this possibly fake stone that yeah. says that they died. Um, and that stone is close to where the fort was supposed to be. Mm. But it's not conclusive. There is no conclusive evidence for what happened here, and that's why it remains to this day the mystery that it is. Um, in my opinion, looking at the evidence here, my my belief with it is that they did try yeah. for that fort, and for whatever reason, they failed. So they went, I think they went there, tried to build it, failed. Um, I did like a, what was the channel name? Lemino? The one that we just that we watched. I was going to ask you. I, I, yeah. I didn't get a chance um, to see the title. He, he had uh, he had one. His suggestion was that uh, some of the colonists went to Croatoan and some of them went inland. Mm. Um, also possible, but again, we don't have any like any non you know circumstantial evidence that there were English people on Croatoan at the time. Um, so you know, what's that mean? Yeah. Uh, I did, uh, somebody had made a video last summer that I ended up getting tagged in a bunch where they were saying that maybe the Wendigo drove them off of Roanoke. Um, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's a possibility. See, Jamestown yeah. had a cannibalism issue mm -hmm. because they were starving. Um, mm -hmm. There are multiple human skulls and bones and, that show signs of clearly not experienced butchers. Yeah. Like... 
cutting into these people. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that shows the desperation. We don't have evidence of that in Roanoke, but the, what, what I think sticks with people so much with Roanoke specifically is that it is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like, you know, a few people disappeared. This is an entire colony where not a single person was ever heard from again. Mm-hmm. And John White returned in 1591. So he it's not like he was gone for 20, 30 years. Yeah. He was gone for four years. And when he got back, the, the, the he wasn't able to go to Croatoan Island to ask. Yeah. Maybe if he had been able to, he would have gotten an answer. At the very least, he would have gotten an answer of, you know, no, they didn't come here. Or, yes, they did come here, and there would have been white yeah, people there. Do you there. remember why it was that they weren't able to go? Specifically, there was something wrong um, with their ship. Their anchor. Their anchor, right. Yes. Their anchor broke, and then they weren't their, able to Yeah, their properly. anchor line broke, and they didn't have a spare. Yeah. So, uh, they decided it wasn't safe. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you could just imagine how, like, awful yeah. that must have been. He's like, they're right there, dude. Yeah. Come on. But he also, it's not like he could have just stayed. Yeah. So, it's it's all just a, you know, it's all a mess. But It's a mess. But the thing is, like, what, what gets me about it today is, um, you know, obviously, archaeology, you can only find so much, but is there no genetic testing that can be done? Or is it that the populations have been mixed for so long, or yeah. that the original natives were driven out of the land, and so we can't test, like... It's just, how is there no way? How is there nothing left behind? Well, I mean, it's been hundreds of years, and how many, I mean, how many generations? And Oh, you know, a lot. Yeah, I mean, we, the ability to take a DNA sample of the original settlers, I mean, is almost impossible. You'd have, you'd have to find a descendant of John White. Yeah. So. And, like, you would have to hope that they have really strong genetics. Yeah. <laughs> That's the downside. It's, I don't know, because even with the DNA aspect, like, to find no evidence at all mm. of anything, yeah. um, even all this time later, like, you get stories from the colonists of the time, you know, from, from other colonies, like Jamestown, and other people involved, sailors, uh, captains, you know, people who were involved in this, that they're basically like, there is, there's no explain. there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, we have no clue what happened. Is there a current settlement on the island of Croton? Croton? Yeah. I actually don't know. It's a good question. Um, I did not look into that. Yeah. Because that but might, that we, might go be something. Let's see. Um, but that, like, as a historian, that's what gets me is, you know, we don't even have an oral history of what happened. Yeah. The, there is more evidence for uh noah's ark we have more evidence that noah's ark was found than we do what happened to these people yeah we have more evidence of events that take place in the book of genesis like uh the the famines of egypt and moses and the exodus we have more evidence of those things than we do this we have inscriptions from ramses the second telling us the Egyptian names for who the Sea Peoples were. Interesting. We don't know who they were, necessarily. We have, there's ideas. But we have more evidence of that than something that happened 400 years ago. Yeah. We're talking, like, and when I talk about, for those that don't know, the Sea Peoples are the people who uh, came in and basically ransacked as much as they could 
of the Bronze Age world of Mycenaean Greece and the Hittites and the Egyptians. Um, basically, the entire Levant, the coastal areas were ravaged by these unknown people called the Sea Peoples. And we don't know who they were. We don't know where they came from. We know that the Egyptians definitely knew who they were and where yeah. they lived. But everything they wrote down was in the context of what they already understood. They couldn't imagine a future where we didn't know what uh, Sheridan or Sharkesh or Peliset. Like, they, they didn't envision a world where we didn't know what that was. But that is something that happened in 1177 B.C. Mm-hmm. From like 1208 through 1177. That is over 3,000 years ago. And we know more about what happened there than something that happened to people who speak the same language, who spoke the same language we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is wild. Who wrote the same English we speak. I mean, obviously with different spellings. We were trying to read some of it earlier and it was a mess. Yeah. But h- how? You know? How are there no oral histories from the, the native people? How is there no archaeological evidence of what happened? It's almost it, it's almost like they slipped into a, another dimension. You know, <laughs> like um I do think that some of the the pop culture suggestions for what happened, I think the Wendigo one's funny. Um I think Supernatural's version of events with the Croatoan virus. It's a fun one. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um probably not what happened. Uh probably not. But you know, it's and I think what what makes it such a fascinating mystery is like, yeah, obviously on the surface if you just hear, oh, a colony of people disappeared without a trace interesting in and of itself but the more you dig in the more you're like how is this still a mystery how have we not figured this out how is there no consensus um and it does seem to be that this is just a an entire episode of history that we will never uncover the answer to Mm -hmm. just so you know the uh there is uh plenty of people who live on the island of croton today the island is now known as hatteras Okay. Uh, and that's, you know, there's a yacht company named Hatteras. I mean, it's, it's a big spot yeah. for... But I'm guessing they're not Native Americans. Uh, no, but it was originally... So it was originally called Croton because it was... Uh, the the Croton Indians were the first human inhabitants of Hatteras Island. Mm-hmm. And the two groups were the Hatterask and the Kinnikeet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they lived there. And, yeah, no, now there's... Now it's part of the Outer Banks. And, that's what I figured. Uh, you know, that's just a vacation spot. So there's not a whole lot. I mean, everything that we've already covered is what is written here about it. And because yeah. uh, White and that crew never went to check out the island, uh, there's really not a whole lot of information up until modern day. Yeah, you gotta wonder if maybe they tried to do something like what the uh, what the sailors from the Tiger did and build another ship. Yeah, like that's that's the only thing I can think of that would explain why there's no evidence of their existence. Good question. Of where they went, you know, maybe they tried to build a ship and it sank, like far maybe. enough off the coast that we haven't found it. The ocean's a big place. It is, in fact, a big, big place. Yeah. You know, fascinatingly enough, uh, the Irish did have stories of how if you crossed the Western Sea, you could end up in the other world. So. Yeah. And the Native Americans also have all sorts of folklore regarding places where you can enter the astral plane or other dimensions, yeah. um, other worlds through specific landmarks. You know, maybe they were onto something. Like, maybe we were looking at 
uh, you know, these people slipped into a portal in another dimension. That's, that is the only thing I can think of that, you know, other than the boat theory. It's a great question. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I don't know if people came here expecting that we were actually going to have an answer. <laughs> we're not. We were just telling the story. But, yeah. Uh, <coughs> I definitely want to go down and check it out. I want to, like, take a trip down there. Um, but just truly fascinating. Uh, or they were eaten by Venus flytraps. Have to be a big-ass Venus flytrap. Also, like, are they native to the coastal areas of North Carolina? Yeah, he's he's saying they're native to Hatteras. But, like, Venus flytraps... They eat flies, not people. Well, also, the way that they work is that they you get the, the fly gets stuck to them. Yeah. Like... And then it very slowly closes. I, that wouldn't work for a human. Nope. We move pretty quickly. I mean, it might work for, like, one human. Yeah. Who got lost. Yeah. Always thought quicksand would be a bigger issue in my adult life. It's not. That's yeah, that's a good point. I really thought quicksand was going to be a problem it was going to face. Yeah. Nope. Hollywood. What if they're buried? Well, that's the thing. They would have probably found them by now. Probably are buried at the moment. Audrey, too, killed the colonizers. I don't know who that is. I don't know what Becca's saying. Nope, neither do I. Uh, yeah, just on uh, the official HatterasNorthCarolina.com website, um, essentially, they very much gloss over the whole missing uh, thing. There's, They mentioned that there's evidence because of the blue-eyed and, and light-skinned uh, people that there might have been among the native groups when that uh, island was officially settled mm -hmm. in the 1700s. Uh, as opposed to this was in the late 1500s. But again, that's the thing is like, there's no first-hand account. Yeah. And I'm amazed that nobody went back to that island for over 100 years. Yeah. Like, it, especially because Jamestown was not that far away. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, like, short, you know, afternoon walk, but were the colonists not interested? Like, I don't know. That's a, I, I guess. I mean, but I'm surprised White never tried to make another... Or maybe he did, but he just failed to. I mean, that's not something that was in the, the stories from which we are generating this topic. The low of my Lord Lodge hoodie fades, and with it, so is my well to live. Oh. <laughs> yeah, ours... Uh, mine's also fading. Um, we're looking for a new supplier for yeah. this. Um, I've got a couple of people in mind. Has um, anybody gotten any of the... Uh, the prints? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if people have bought them. We do have to send some out um, right. to Patreon subscribers for the highest tier. Yeah. Um, I just got to get those. I think they're uh, cool. Let's see. Uh, hasn't this rumor been disproven already? No. That's the thing. Yeah. Nobody hasn't. can. There's not enough information one way or the other to be able to give a definitive answer. Yeah, that, and that's what's fascinating. About it. I, I was expecting going into this that I was going to find something that was going to be like, glaringly obvious. Yeah. Like, I, I had always heard the stories of, oh, yeah, well, there were people who you know, had blonde hair and blue eyes who were living on these other islands, but also there's the albinism problem, and there's the fact that that was not described uh, by John White. That wasn't yeah. described by anyone who actually saw it. That was something that they, to my understanding, John Smith heard from the natives mm -hmm. that there were people in the Native American settlements on Hatteras Island with blonde hair and blue eyes, with European yeah. features. Um and that uh, at a point inland, there were people with European clothes, and uh, they found a sword hilt in one of these villages. Yeah. So, is it possible that some of them went and intermingled? Yes, but 
all 115 of them. If if 115 people mm-hmm. went into a Native American settlement and 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 intermingled, yeah, it would not be a like a couple of blonde haired and blue eyed people. Yeah, you'd have. So you'd have some serious mixed race people, especially considering it was only a hundred years between, you know, when they went supposedly and when yeah. it was resettled by Europeans. Uh, you'd still have like direct descendants, or even still some of the people. Well, no, probably not that uh, unless they were like children. But at the people time. who like their grandparents, yeah, were part of, were the original colonists. You would have people whose grandparents were the original colonists. Yeah, and I guarantee you. If you had people whose grandparents were English colonists and they found out about Jamestown, yeah, you think they wouldn't be going? Yeah, you think they wouldn't be at least checking it out? You might even have still have some older people yeah. whose parents were the original settlers. So, yeah. Exactly, and when when colonists got to North Carolina eventually to settle North Carolina, hmm. they would have come across these people and they would have talked about it and they would have documented it. Yeah. Instead, all we get is you know, oh, there's a couple of people who look like they're blonde haired and blue eyed. Yeah. And nobody goes to investigate it. They just hear it and they record it and okay. That's the thing about starvation. Uh, if they went and lived with the natives, they wouldn't have starved. Yes. Also, like, if they did starve, there, there would have be been bodies. bodies. There aren't bodies. Yep. You know, there's no, uh, there's no mass graves. There's, you know, nope. no evidence of a, an epidemic. It's just they... They disappeared. And I mean, are, are all of these things possible? Sure. But we just haven't found evidence of it. Well, uh, considering that we've generally run into the end of this topic, and it is yeah. 8.03. I guess we go, to, we go to question time? I believe it is indeed All right, time super chat time. question time. Let's go. So for anybody who's new here and doesn't know how this works, uh, this is 30-minute Q&A. We answer super chats first. Um, and if we uh, have time to get to questions that are not Super Chats, we get to those questions. Um, we do have donation goals, which uh, generally just humiliate me. Um, <laughs> so those are uh, for $250 over the course of the month of March. We will uh, attempt to incorrectly pronounce words without the other person noticing. Yes. Um, for $500, and that will be for an entire stream. For $500, uh, we will record uh, the conspiracy theory song that I wrote. Um, for seven fifty, we'll do a series of covers based on The Witcher, uh, and for a thousand dollars, I will go with blue tips instead of uh, frosted white tips. Yes, um, Becca, I might need your help picking out a color of blue. Um, Smart fun. Yeah, she knows. She knows her blues. Teleportation SMH. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. Maybe they went. Can't, maybe can't they rule anything out at this. Slipped point. into a pocket dimension. Pocket dimension. Pocket dimension. A pocket dimension. They yeah. slipped into a pocket dimension. Uh, uh, an alternate demussy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As you should be. Good yeah, that Lord. was that was horrible. That was I. Uh, yeah, I mean the folk the folklore surrounding the area also doesn't give us much either. Like these are people who didn't really have the Wendigo. Yeah. Um, these are people who didn't have Nelusophilia or Skinwalkers or any of that. All they have is. You know, some of these stories about, um, you know, portals to other dimensions. That's all we have. Pretty much. So, and we don't think that these are people who practiced human sacrifice. Um, you know, there's just, there's really nothing. And the only thing I can imagine is that maybe they dumped their bodies into the water. Like, then they probably would have washed ashore somewhere. 
what do you call a nosy lizard? An investigator. For Hammond, from Hammond for $2. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> That indeed made me laugh. Thank you for oh, that. boy. Is with the $20 question. Thank you very much. Says, uh, I need the Witcher covers. Oh, Just take my money. And as always, tell Archie I love him. <laughs> Archie. Archie, where are you, buddy? You want to come, you. come say hello? Yeah, tell him to come, come say buddy. hello. Uh, come yeah. Come on, come it's on. just a time thing. Come Part on. of the reason we're switching to sun- Sundays is to allow us to actually have like a bit more time during the weeks. Yeah. Because uh, now he has a full-time job again as well, so he understands how uh, time-consuming it is during the week. So uh, we're making life a little bit simpler for us, or at least we're attempting to. I'll still be editing and things like that during the week. Aiden will still be researching and uh, occasionally live streaming. And making TikToks. And making TikToks. Oh, that's right. That was another note I wanted to put down. Uh, Probably got made into a stew or died from starvation. Uh, Yeah, no mounds. Definitely not mounds. These were not mound-building people. Um, Starvation's an option, but again, we would have have the bodies. Yeah. And if Jamestown is any indicator, we would probably have not only the bodies, but also evidence of cannibalism. Yes, puppy. Uh, Hammond for $5, then almost says, Oh, did you guys hear the big news about the Norwegian Navy? They put barcodes on all the ships so when they come into port, they can Scandinavia. <laughs> I, I think I'm a grandfather because those jokes make me laugh. There's a lot of uh, things that people find funny that I don't find that funny, but I find that funny. Uh, Alan Rich. Yeah. People are suggesting topics, and I want to. Uh, Alan Rich for four ninety nine. Thank you very much. Uh, says I just have to say because of y'all, I went and read Ted the Caver at night by myself, and am now officially terrified of caves. Okay, well, to be fair, caves are scary. Yeah, caves are just a bad idea in general. Like, if you're a caver, like if you are an actual caver, we'd love to have you on to just interrogate you as to why you would ever, ever. Do I have friends in the spelunking club at Penn State. Really? Yeah. Let's have them on and ask them why in God's name would they do that. Um, yeah, fully understandable. Bit bold of you to be able to, or just to decide to read that alone at night. Uh, yeah, try uh, try listening to one of the narrations of it. Yeah. Um, I recommend the Dark Somniums. Uh, he he had me listen to that on our way back from Centralia. Centralia. That was that yeah, was it's it's spoopy. That was the time. At least if, it was during the day on the. If ride. you are uh, subscribed to the Patreon, I am working on a uh, series of uh, basically a serial about um, something very similar to the Ted Caver story, um, kind of like uh, along the lines of the whole feral people um, thing. So that's uh, supposed to be coming out every week, but I have been not writing it because I've been getting used to working a forty-hour-a-week job again. Yep. Um, so I just need to get better about doing it. I gotta. It's all good. Probably gonna take my Saturdays and go sit at Seal City and type. It's a good plan. Do you mind? Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna set up a Google Calendar shared for both of us so that way we can like figure out what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is from Emerald Galaxy for five dollars. Thank you. It says, can you talk about the seven rulers of hell? I just wrote it down. Wonderful. Is it the rulers or the levels? Uh, that's what you're talking about. There's like the seven princes of hell. Really? Uh, yeah. Was which, unaware of that. Um, well, it's not super biblical. Uh, Got it. Yeah. Um, so Isaiah would go, ah, 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 ah. Well, I'm sure Isaiah knows all about it, so... True. Honestly, we should probably bring him on to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll reach out to him. Cool. Wendigoon, for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Hammond for $2 says, 
Don't cave in to these jokes. Jeez. Why are these funny? You know what? I watched a video. The funniest TikTok that I've seen in the past month was simply a video of a guy with a air-powered little reciprocating saw, and he pressed it a few times, and then at one point, the, uh, the saw blade shot out, and because it's uh, uh, air-powered, you could hear the like little piston sound, so it's like... And could, because like it went to a higher pitch when it flew out, and it's just the fact that like you don't see, in the frame all you see is the handle of it and like an inch or two of the blade, and it's just and it's just gone. I don't know why I found that so funny because I think the idea in my head of like that blade is just gone. It is somewhere in that shop right now, and it is there. Who knows where it went? It probably went. You're like, getting flamed for not being active in the Discord. Okay, guys. Sorry, I've been busy. Um, I seriously, I, I, I've been away and I've been busy. And I'm sorry. I'll try and be more active in the future. We need to get ahead first on things. Like I have a lot of editing I need ahead. to do. Sorry. Now you're the one doing it. Um, <laughs> but we need to get ahead of stuff for this and get more yeah, things true. prepared. We're, we're finishing the studio. You can't see it on that side, but that entire wall. I just put a bunch of sound paneling yes. up on today, so that way we can avoid the horrible reverb that was in the uh, the past couple of Saturday videos, and I believe a Tuesday video that I still have to edit, though I'm not sure where the Is wants a full that. Mothman video. Of course she does. I can't believe we haven't Mothman. done a Mothman video, honestly. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, so we'll make some documents yeah. and figure out what we haven't had it done. Yeah, yet. I mean, Seven Rules of Hell, that's a, that's a video, Mothman's a video. Yeah. Uh, well, um, we'll I actually know a lot about Mothman already. Mothman's... Mothman's a, a fun one. Isn't he a good dude? Don't uh, give too much away. Yeah, he's uh, an omen of... Uh, it's a harbinger of doom. Okay. Which doesn't mean he's bringing the doom. He's just yeah, letting he's just, you know. He's just letting you know. Don't, don't shoot the messenger guy. But yeah, I talked, about, I talked about Banshees last night on the uh, the Scary Story stream. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, that was part of the basically what it is. Like you know what I find really entertaining? Death. What? Is that Kat and I have never met once, and she's been on how many <laughs> episodes a, of that? That was the third one. That was the third she one. also filled in for you on Monday last week. Yeah, so the 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 second co-host and I have yet to meet, and mm -hmm. I'm curious how long we're going to go until we actually meet. She's here every Saturday, so if you just come out one Saturday night instead of, like, you know, doing whatever yeah. the hell you and Pat are doing. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I'm, I'm going out. I'm not going out anymore, at least until the summer, because I can't afford it, and I need to get in better shape, and that doesn't pre that prevents me from doing it. So I He's may... being very good. He ate some sashimi tonight. Yes, I'm trying to be good. I wasn't great yesterday. He had a but... whole five calories. It's getting better. I finally got below 160 last week for the first time since, like, August. So we're getting there. I got to 140 last spring. I'm trying to get to 135 and hold it there and not go above 140 anymore. because I would You're like... insane. I would like my... Um, I'm you are five, clinically six. insane. I am 5'6". Um... <laughs> You forget my small you, frame. You've been told to uh, shake shake the hair. Oh, okay. Hang on. Wait. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, here goes okay, the Mothman. Yeah. I just said Mothman. I know. Captain Alien for 1999. Uh, tech Man, shake your head. We want to see the luscious flocks lying. Or locks flying. flying. Flocks lying? Yeah. I don't know why I had an unintentional... Uh, Freudian slip. It was more along the lines of just dyslexia. But anyway. Uh, for those dyslexia. who want to see it... Yes. Okay, that was... Let me know if that was good enough. Uh, yeah, as I, am, I am so turned on right now, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm sure chat's just going nuts. Oh, God. 
All right. When's the OnlyFans dropping? <laughs> <laughs> it's only. Fans it's just you just shaking your hair yeah. in different gets, shirts. As it, <laughs> I want to see. No I want to see you beard. grow out a beard, keep the hair, and just like wear golden pasties and just shake your hair. Oh my god! Like for for five ninety nine a month. <laughs> The top tier of fifty nine ninety nine a month gets the shirtless hair shake. Um, yeah, as it continues to grow, I'm curious to see how the hair shake is going to continue to look. But um, uh, Megan, Zuri. Greber, Zuri lore. Uh, Megan Greber says for four ninety nine. Thank you very much. Says uh, I live in Missouri. Uh, I hope that's the correct pronunciation for people who live in Missouri. Uh, but Missouri, uh, it's pretty boring. <laughs> I've been to Missouri. It wasn't that bad. It was a good time. Uh, I always wonder if spooky and creepy things happen here. If you have time, I would love to hear some. Oh, yeah. I mean, he will definitely look into it, and then he will oh, yeah, I'm currently look looking up. Um, mm, Alabama and Mississippi, not quite Missouri. Um, <laughs> I will definitely look into it. Um, I've also got it. Everyone's been asking about Eastern Tennessee specifically. Why? It's always Eastern Tennessee. Interesting. I don't know. Also, uh, I guess because Tennessee Mom, be it's, long. It's going to keep growing. Tennessee is long. It's finally. I'm finally but, uh, in a place in life where I'm allowed to continue to let it grow. So I want to. I want to see what it looks like when these locks get to like here, like just there. I I don't know how long it'll stay that way, but I just I want to see right. what it looks like. I have written down Eastern Tennessee and Missouri. Because look how full folklore. it is. It's so full. I want to see what it looks like when it's all real long and full. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be like a lion's mane. <sighs> Roar. <laughs> you upset me. I should be put down for that one. You should. That was um, horrible. Uh, is for $10. Says, pretty boy with the excuses. You're lucky I love you or else I'd be mad. Also, feel free to ask me uh, if you have any questions about my beloved man of moths. I know too much. Uh, yeah, we, we, we could. <laughs> you saw it too? I did. I just did. Uh, Captain Allen or Alien for nineteen ninety nine. We thank you. I don't know if I can say that, but thank you. Uh, I would say that if I wasn't on the podcast, but just know we appreciate it. Um, and then yeah, we could potentially have Iz on to talk about the Mothman at least. For yeah, a little Iz bit. wants to come talk about the Mothman. Yeah, it's always welcome. Uh, Alan Rich for four ninety nine says y'all should talk about the Aaron Hedges case from the four eleven documentary. Four one one documentary. Yeah. We actually uh, have out of um, all the cases that one messes with the mind the most. I cannot remember which podcast episode it was, but we recently did a series on Missing 411 for like three podcasts, and Aaron Hedges was definitely in there. But uh, mm. yeah, I'm happy. To, yeah, we're, we are uh, starting a new series. We're not sure how often we're going to be able to make them because they are pretty time consuming to, to organize, but we're going to be doing uh, deep dives into Missing 411 cases. Yeah, the, the goal is that they're going to be like even higher production value. Uh, it was kind of, a, it was my idea initially just because yeah. I really. Uh, from all the people who cover missing 411 cases, they just kind of cover the over overture of it all. They just describe what happened and like some of the details here and there, and like they might show some pictures. I want to, if we can, do like some serious deep dives into what happened. So not only discussing the case, but in terms of uh, the potential of what happened and trying to figure it out for ourselves. Go into the. I see you found my sun sunglasses. Well, yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> Going into the, you know, the in-depth details of the area, you know, it just like what is the the environmental makeup of the location? What is the climatology and of the location? To, what is just, the history of just the Just to be very clear about this, uh, this is not going to be, we're not going to be like 
reading Missing 411 and just talking about it. No, this is going to be like looking at the federal, local, and state case files. Yeah. Actual, like the weather from the time. This is this is fresh research. So we're basically yeah. going by, we have this name. We're going to do the research independently rather than yes. just using somebody else's and talking about it, yeah. which is what we've done in the past with David Politis because he's a great resource and Mr. Yeah. Ballin because he's also awesome. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're not regurgitating stories that have already been written. We are creating our own based off of our own research. I mean, to really quickly answer Brandon's question about what's going on in Alabama, um, so the Choctaw people had the story of what they called Naluza Falaya, which means the long shadow. And this was a uh, creature or a demon that inhabited the forests. And uh, if you went into its territory, then it would basically, uh, you know, grab you and pull you off into the shadows and devour you. Yep. Uh, not dissimilar from the Wendigo. Um, definitely has unique aspects and they're not completely exactly the same, but it's fascinating how most Native American cultures do seem to have some sort of, like, tall, shadowy figure that lurks in the woods and eats people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty consistent <laughs> across the entire North American continent. Yeah, it is, it is interesting how that is the case. Yeah. I maintain, uh, you know, it's possible, like... If there's one place that stuff like that would have survived, if it was real, it would be, it would be North America. Yeah. Like, vast, vast amount of land, uh, very small population, like, totally possible. Uh, the reason it wouldn't be in Europe is because, as I mentioned before, there is a savagery in the heart of the white man. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a shame. <laughs> We people of uh, European descent seem to have an affinity for um, violence. Yeah, just destroying anything in our path. Including each other. Yeah, it, it, quite definitively each other, quite consistently and prominently. Very good at war. Yes. We happen to be well-practiced and well-versed at the art of war, even though we did not write the book. And aqueducts. Aqueducts. We, we do know how to do aqueducts. Europeans have been just doing a great job with plumbing for a very long time. It's pretty <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah. I think so. Why is everybody still talking about my hair? And Mothman. I, the Mothman is better. I just No, there's no product in it. It's, just, your, it's, it's head and shoulders, your two mother, one bourbon shampoo. Your mother and Becca are uh, both ganging up on you over your hair. Of course they are. Also, why are you still not using Duke Cannon products? We're trying to get a Duke Cannon sponsorship. What are you doing? No, I use that for body wash. Do they have shampoo and conditioner? Yeah. Oh, do you, well, do you, want, you want to try it? I have an extra one. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to get through what I have and then... Yeah, maybe yeah. I can lend oh, you Oh, I guess I... Considering it's starting to get long, I need to start using definitive shampoo and conditioner. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It smells nice. It's cedarwood. Oh, I love that. I love which cedarwood. means it'll uh, repel the skinwalkers. We well. love that. I um, mean, I use cologne know. that's cedarwood as well. So just Same. because I love the I've, scent. I've got my cedarwood shampoo, my uh, my um, bourbon body wash, yep. and my uh, my redwood solid cologne puck. Yep, I I use the um, yeah the redwood solid cologne. I yeah. use pine. Uh, for the body wash, yeah. and then cedarwood for the hair. Eventually, I just love smelling like a tree. Apparently, and and if you go to uh, to AidenMattis.Card.Co, mm -hmm. uh, you can find a link to uh, a discount code for Duke Cannon products. Yes, sir. Which helps uh, helps fund the show indirectly by making it less expensive for me to buy um, cleaning products. <laughs> which helps. Yeah, they don't actually pay us. I just get rewards points when you do that. 
Um, Which helps. Uh, Captain Alien for nine ninety nine says, Tech Man, use coconut oil on your hair. It's great trust. I trust you. I'm just curious what it does. He doesn't need girls to run their hands through his luscious locks. I'll do it. Would y'all be interested in a sponsorship from the soap company I work for? Um, yes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that is... Any I, form of sponsorship is... Without, well without any... You could give me a, you know, like... You'd be like, you, you want to sponsor... And I don't even know. Um, I take care of my hair. I there No girls want to run it through my hair anyway, because yeah, I'm I would, too busy. I don't have I would time take a, for girls right now. I would take a sponsorship from a tampon company at this point. I'd take sponsorship... I don't know that I could anyway. give them much first-hand, like, feedback. Yeah. But... I, mean, I guess you could use it to, like, plug a bullet wound. Thank you, Captain Alien. Appreciate it. Becca, that's one of the most ominous things you've ever said. Helps me she blend says, in the forest. She says a lot of ominous stuff. She was the glass before glass existed. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, it's valid. Yeah. Um, oh, Iz wants to be the one running her hand through your locks. Anybody's willing because I love it. Because I'm like see. I'm like a dog, and I will just happily accept scratches and scratches. All right, it is. It, it's got great volume. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. Thank you. It's a little dry at the moment, but it's because I just showered a few hours ago, and I don't use the proper. Uh, yeah, stuff, dude, apparently. go for it. Uh, what the hell's our PO box? <laughs> you didn't you open it? Yeah, it's on the website. Or not? It's on the not on the website. Yeah, it's on the website. Um, Warlodge dot com. Um, if you send it to the PO box, which I will have pulled up in just a second. Also, if you like the website, um, I designed it, so you know, uh, just just saying. Um, ah, yes, the PO it is PO Box four ninety seven, uh, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania one nine four eight one. So, if you want to send us stuff uh, in terms of like you know, sa- if you have a company that does clothing or soap or you know, yes. baked goods, and you sell online, uh, send us a sample, and we can uh, we can talk about uh, you know doing some sponsorship deals. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, is you and Becca would get along famously. Also, <laughs> yeah, they would. Um, yeah, feel free to send us whatever you want, fan mail, anything like that. I know, uh, like, is specifically, you've had some things you wanted to send. I know other people have had some stuff you wanted to send. Uh, I could... Uh, I do have to check P.O. Box. It is. My hair is poofy and floofy. That's my favorite thing about it being long. I love it. Uh, yeah, I can check it on the way out here. Am I allowed to check it? Oh, yeah, she did make dead bodies for a living once. Yeah, she you did. You should be authorized to. Yeah. Um, I gave that put your name down for it. Oh, cool. I just have to find the slip of paper that has the code on it. Um, cool. I don't know where that went. I might just stop by tomorrow and ask them if they can give me the code again if I can't find the paper. But you might as well. Yeah. And I can just, that way, every Sunday on my way out here, I can just stop by and pick up whatever's there. Um, yeah. Happy to, happy to receive. Yeah. Um, Captain Alien for 1999 says, My hair is about the same as yours. All I do is use coconut oil, let it sit and rinse it out in the shower. Makes your hair so soft. Shampoo is just bad. Fair enough. Uh, can yeah, I if you have long hair, you shouldn't shampoo every day. I don't. Yeah, good. Yeah. I, I do because I have, you know. Shorter hair, yeah, yeah. It's a little, little short stuff. And I also despise feeling oily. Yeah, same. I, I'm one of those people, I shower in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. because I if I wake up, I, I cannot go to work oily. It, yeah, I hate it. I... Which is odd, because, like, I can go to bed without showering, and I don't feel weird. But if I wake up and don't shower, I'm like, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, can I use the... Can I still shampoo to get the oils out and then put the coconut oil in? Well, then you're just taking oil out to put more oil in. Yeah, but, like, at least it's not, like, oil on oil. Like, because then my hair would just be really oily, which I don't want. You could do some trans fats. Ooh, some cis fats. Ah, <laughs> <some, laughs> uh, cool. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, because I, I still want the fluffiness of the volume, and I don't want anyone I else to take away from that. don't know if I want to know what when dussy paraphernalia is. Yes, you can send it, though. As long as it's not, like... Illegal to send yeah. in the post. Um, considering it is the, the post office. And not, like, FedEx. Yeah. I don't think biological matter is allowed to be shipped. Just saying. Yeah, see, like, you don't like being oily. Like, yeah. That's why I like the, uh, shampoo, not the shampoo, the, uh, the dry soap so much. Like, the, the cold-pressed, like... I am unfamiliar. The bars of soap instead of gel. Oh, Because yeah. the gel, like, you feel all smooth afterwards. Yeah. With the the bar, you just, it's like, you feel clean. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, You don't just I smell guess. clean, you feel clean. Fair. That's funny. I don't like uh, this suggestion that we have come up with that is and Becca become friends. Why? Um, that seems dangerous. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? They could start their own show that rivals ours. <laughs> oh, that, what do you mean rivals? They would like double our. Yeah, that's lo- true. Our... We need we need boobs. I used to have them. <laughs> I'm trying to get them back, but I need to get rid of the fat first. Ugh. Ten down, twenty five to go. Send them seeds. Oh God. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, yeah, I'd have a little garden. I don't think that's what you meant. <laughs> I don't know. Send us, send us, you know, pure, uh, you know, unprotected, Got just it. straight, um, just like, uh, I don't know, like plutonium. Just send us some plutonium in the mail. As much as radioactivity interests me... I don't want to end up looking and feeling like I was there at Chernobyl on April 26th. Well, that was uranium. I did. It's different. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I would, I, would, I would grow a little garden. Is it radiation poisoning or is it spicy DNA? It's broken DNA. Spicy. No, no, no. It's spicy, it's spicy powder with, which results in broken DNA. Which is spicy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I'm also dangerous with high school knowledge. Oh, God. <laughs> don't make me ban you from that Discord. Becca Becca remembers. <laughs> oh, don't we all? Not particularly, no. I drink to forget, but I always remember. Oh, God. What I'll send you guys sound? anthrax. How does that sound? That sounds great. Please do. I've heard that's really good with for allergies. No, it's not. Don't. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just came to mind. Uh, you know what I said I was gonna do that I didn't do? Huh. Um, the the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode we watched earlier. Oh wow! Yeah. The, yeah. Get, yep. Yep. What? Uh huh. Just speak about it. Oh yeah. I uh. I've heard. 
a lot of people tell me to check out that show. Um, and I just, I couldn't sit through it. Something about the way that, like, his inflection just bothered me. I don't know. If if I talked like that, in real, like, just in real life, I don't think I'd be around at this point. <laughs> it just, it is so horribly difficult to listen to. And I, I just, oops, sorry. It was weird. It was, it just, like, yeah. mm. Um, it was a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, I do wonder about shows like that if they just have somebody who gives them material to read, or if they do any of the work themselves. That's but a good question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So uh, anyway, if you're curious about Roanoke, uh, don't watch the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode because oh, good god, it sounds like they're just hearing about it. That's something I don't understand about some podcasts I've heard mm-hmm. that I've listened to. Like, uh, and, and this isn't to shit on anyone, but like BuzzFeed Unsolved, it seems like they were handed notes and read, read them. Mm-hmm. Um, Necronomipod, uh, it seems like only the one presenting actually knows anything about the information. It's just weird like that, you know. Um, I wonder if we're doing something wrong. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out with time. But anyway, that's 8.30. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to put up some more of these sound panels before I leave. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just to finish out that bit of the wall and just put up as... That way we can figure out how many we both need to order. I know. I know. Uh, What have we done? Horrible things. This is not good. (laughs) As usual, it will end with in tears. Uh, It will end in tears. Oh, funky fresh. Oh, good God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and family, I think... I think we're about at that time. Yeah. All right. There it is. Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you everyone, for, for stopping by. As always. And uh, we will see you next Sunday. See you next Sunday.